Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yesterworld podcast. With me today, we again have the pleasure of speaking with Alicia Stella, where we'll we have some uh, theme park news and stuff that we thought would be fun to talk about and that you guys would like to hear. So welcome back to the show, Alicia. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, of course. People really seem to love when you're on and we get to talk about theme park rumors. And uh, well, I'll let you start because there were two two main stories that you brought up earlier this week that kind of broke. Um, and I guess I'll let you uh, talk about whichever one you want to talk about first. We can take it from there. Sure. Yeah. It, um, at Universal Studios Florida, uh, they're finally getting started with major construction on the Terminator 2 3D replacement show because that show closed um, late last year. Right. And all this time, all they've really done is take all the props and Terminator 2 stuff out, which a lot of it was sold at the prop shop. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So now they're finally actually starting construction. Uh, permits were filed uh, in June for um, changes to the theater. Um, I think the only thing that's really going to change probably is the seats. Hmm. But um, so. So the structure will mostly remain the same, like in terms of the stage and the capacity, maybe. And it's going to be opening next year, probably before the Harry Potter coaster opens at the other park. So they have a quick turnaround time. So I'm guessing they're not going to make that many changes. Right. Because I had heard, I I mean, this may have been farther back, but I had heard they were going to make a a show based around uh, life of pets. That was the first rumor. I don't follow too many rumors, uh, which is great. Why it's great talking <laughs> to you. But um, I had heard, was there any, uh, was that, did that have any truth to it? Or was that just something people made up, like the Secret Life of Pets show that was kind of rumored for a while? There were leaked plans for a Secret Life of Pets dark ride hmm. that was going to be built at Hollywood and uh, Orlando. And it still might be built at Hollywood, but it's been completely reworked. I don't think I've ever heard that there was going to be a show for it. I've heard that there might be a show for Sing. That was one of the rumors, that, the other Illumination one. Yeah, maybe I maybe I mixed up the two. <laughs> In Hollywood, where was the, or where would it uh, go? Do you know? I, I think it was going to go um, to where some of the sound stages were in the lower lot. But oh, now it sense. looks like it's instead they're tearing down the Globe Theater. So um, next to the Walking Dead attraction, I think that's where it's going to go now. But it's going to be completely different than the leaked plans used to be. Um, so I don't know what it, the ride will be like, but I imagine it's still going to be like a dark ride, like a Fantasyland style dark ride. It'd be interesting if they have, if they were to go back to more practical, you know, like Men in Black or E.T. Yeah. Rather and than just that. and I think they're under, you know, especially with the Fast and the Furious, I feel like people that was kind of mm-hmm. the breaking point where people were like, stop, like, you know, enough with the just screens, like either do a combination of practical and screens kind of with, like with Harry Potter, um, but not just, you know, put us in front of a screen and that's it. Kind of yeah, thing. I think the the Secret Life of Pets would be mostly practical, um, mostly animatronic characters, like uh, all of the characters from the movie. Um, and it was going to be like a trackless dark ride. I don't know if it still is, but um, kind of like Pooh's Honey Hunt, I think at um, not not the Winnie the Pooh ride here, but the one in Japan, I want to say um, Disneyland, um, okay. something like that, where it's it's a dark ride, but it's trackless. So the like Mystic Manor, the vehicles can kind of swirl around each other and do different things. Right. Uh, Antarctica is like that here, but Antarctica is terrible. Uh, <laughs> at SeaWorld. Okay, yeah. Actually, 
I haven't been to SeaWorld. I assume that's a fairly new attraction then. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah. It looks beautiful on the outside. It's got high-tech equipment, and it is just awful inside. Oh, that's... I I really need to go. I haven't been to SeaWorld in, like, two or three years, so I'm sure it would be um, a different experience than when I... Because I don't think they, they... They only had, like, coasters when I went, so I guess is this their first kind of non-coaster log it's their first dark ride Mm. um yeah oh at least uh, in orlando and and it's really beautifully themed it's it's just uh it it feels short and at the end there's penguins so at least it has that going Uh, for it yeah stick some Uh, animals and you know exactly little furry animals and everyone's happy so with the terminator 3 so saying was a rumor for a while and i've just been Um, really curious because like you said i'll um they've been you know, selling off props. And last week I was at Universal and I saw, you know, for the cheap price of $300, uh, <laughs> you could own, and I guess it's justifiable if you're a collector, but you could buy the, uh, you know, the sign that would say, get your 3D glasses here, the little yeah, metal a, plate. It's a weird memento to spend hundreds of dollars on, but yeah. yes. Yeah, I'd rather get like a piece of the Cyberdyne logo or something. And they won't need that because the new one will not be in 3D. Hmm. Um, Although with Fast and Furious, just because you take 3D away doesn't mean it's not going to be, you know, a great attraction because that was originally going to be in 3D. And they're like, we have too many 3D rides. We'll get rid of the glasses. But it's still a screen based ride. So, yeah, but, I'm, I'm usually not a huge fan of 3D, but even I think that would have been an improvement to that ride at the very one, yeah. at the very least. Although I do enjoy Kong and um, all that. So so based on what you've heard, what you've seen, what is now uh, going into Terminator and how official is it and anything else you can divulge? Officially, all Universal has said is that will be a live action uh, property, uni- uh, a high energy live action Universal franchise. Um, for a while, people were like uh, hoping that it was going to be James Bond, which isn't technically a Universal franchise, but I believe they're uh, co-distributing the new movie mm-hmm. um, and there was this talk they're like they're hoping to get Bond but if they don't their backup plan is Jason Bourne mm-hmm. and guess which one it's going to be yeah I'm not too excited about it but is there any uh, yeah so it's Jason Bourne <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's Jason Bourne it's Jason Bourne so do we know any of uh, any kind of specifics because to me like it works I mean, is it going to be uh, have a screen kind of like with Terminator? Is it going to be half, half, you know, stunt work, half screens? Yeah, I think where instead of having the the three screen type uh, thing and the the fully immersed movie in the middle part with actors in the beginning and the end, this one will probably have actors throughout the whole thing. And they're they're going to be calling it a stunt show. So do you know um, if there's going to be any sort of narrative? not to sound oh, yeah. like pretentious, yeah. but you no, know, like I, water, I would... you know, there's like the water yeah. worlds where it's a, a stunt show with a story. And then there's the other kinds where it's just a stunt show. So is there going to be like a narrative with it? I would guess that it's going to have a narrative, but I'm actually hoping that it's kind of like uh, a throwback to the older versions of the stunt shows that Universal used to do, where it starts with the pretenses that this is like a Hollywood stunt show. But right. then in the middle, it turns into a real narrative. Like I, 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 I know I'm going to go on a tangent, but the wild, oh, no. wild, wild tangents West are show. welcome here. Because Have you that's... ever seen the I, wild, wild, wild? I know West of West it, show? but I've never actually seen. I mean, I've seen pictures, but I've never seen the whole uh, 
show. I, I think that would be a great um, Yesterworld uh, video because I don't think anyone of this generation knows how amazing that show was. And maybe I have like uh, happy goggles on because I was younger at the time. Right, like I but... had for uh, Back to the Future. And I was like, oh, it was smooth, right? It was a smooth ride. And you're like, <laughs> no, it was not smooth. It was but... still good, but it wasn't smooth. Yeah, we have the eighth voyage of Sinbad here at Islands of Adventure. Um, which was open uh, at the same time that the Wild West stunt show was open. And it had some of the similar stunts. There's like a high fall and there's, mm -hmm. but that one is entirely narrative based. There's no pretense that this is like a Hollywood stunt show. Um, and it falls flat for the most part. It's, uh, have you seen the eighth voyage of Sinbad? Actually, I have a confession. I haven't. It's one of That's... those things where, you know, it's so weird because when I would come to uh, Orlando, um, as a tourist, you know, like I think I came three or four times in my life before I moved here, I think three times, um, you know, and you, you want to do everything you can, but mm -hmm. that was always on the bottom of the list. And I'm always like, oh, you know, I'll do it eventually. But even though I've been here like two years, I still haven't done it. I always walk by and go next time. Like I, you should uh, try it sometime. I, it's yeah, it's I got mean, great stunts. I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, it just doesn't have great writing and they redid it recently. And all they did was cut some of it out because there's no fixing it. It's just not good. Uh, no offense to the stunt work. It is amazing stunt work. So they light someone on fire at the end and fall three stories. It's it's incredible. But there's a, the a character name is a character named Kebab. It's like yeah. his silly sidekick. And at one point he's like, "Shush, Kebab," because he's oh, telling those... him to be quiet. So That's like, the so, highlight of so the it's writing. ninety. It's like nineties jokes that you could get away with yeah. in those kind of shows. Yeah, it's, which can um, work if it's done in a like, oh, we're being. You know, like when you kind of purposefully have bad writing, but if you're trying to actually be like, oh, we're being clever, that's where it is not yeah. funny. The horror makeup you know? show. Right. Uh, the yeah. horror makeup show is really good and uses really dumb clever, uh, really dumb jokes. But right. it's, it's a done wink, in a way wink, that like, you know, wink, wink to the audience kind of thing. Yeah. And they're literally winking at the audience, yeah. whereas the the other one kind of pretends the audience isn't there. And it's like a narrative yeah. story that we just happen to be looking upon. And I think it's missing that connection to talking to the audience. So the Wild Wild West stunt show would start with like, I'm the stunt coordinator and this is my sidekick and blah, blah, blah. And here is the Universal stunt crew. And instead of the stunt crew, like these three Wild West people would come out, like the two brothers and, and Ma. And they would, instead of being the stunt crew, they would just be like, hey, you're on our turf. And then it would just roll into a narrative. Hmm. But... They'd still acknowledge the audience. There was great uh, stunts, um, great gun work, which I think the Jason Bourne thing could have if they bring some, uh, just like the Terminator thing, if they bring in some uh, interesting pyrotechnics and guns and right. uh, special effects, it could be interesting. There was even a part in the Wild West stunt show you would never see now where someone on the, he's up on top of the buildings and he gets shot at and he like spits blood all over the sign huh. and it happens so fast you think the blood comes from like his head or something right. and then he falls three stories onto plywood like i don't think you'll see that nowadays in theme parks <laughs> probably not they always want to worry about the kids and impressionable young children but it's interesting you bring that up though because that is true that when you break the fourth wall you can get away with the cornier jokes because yeah. then the audience is in on it. And it's the right. same thing with, I think, a lot of TV shows or even movies sometimes. It's when you have a really bad script and you try to take it so seriously. That's why half of the movies that are like the, um, like this new one, Skyscraper, you know, because it's such a dumb uh, like concept because it's ripping off so many other movies. 
but instead of like kind of using it as kind of like a, oh, we're just going to have fun and, uh, you know, where the audience is in on the kind of mm-hmm. stupidity of it, when you take it so seriously, then it's, you know, um, then I think it's that's just why cringy. The new Jumanji worked so well. I think that they right, knew what yep. they were doing was silly. You have to have that kind of awareness of, um, of what you're doing. You know, it's like the, I saw a trailer, I think, yesterday for that Megalodon, the like big shark. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, okay, this could be a really fun movie if they know they're making a dumb shark movie. Yeah. But if they're going to treat it like Jaws at one, not the first one, but um, three or four where they, they just took it so seriously. And that's why it was so bad. You know, I forget which one. Right. So with the Bourne show, um, I mean, I really hope it has a narrative because I know I briefly mentioned it to you. That's why I think Terminator worked so well is that it ha- even though, yeah, it was a little bit, well, it was pretty dated near the end, but because the narrative was like fun, you know, you're in, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Skynet and they have the intro and I don't know, you just, you feel part of it and it's more like, it's not just a stunt show. I would not have ever qualified or classified it as a stunt show. It's an experience. (laughs) Yeah. You know, more along the lines of Waterworld or water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Waterworld. So I guess I, I mean, I've seen the Bourne. I've, I've seen the first three. I didn't ever, I didn't get around to the, uh, the, the second or the fourth and fifth one. I think they made two after the original trilogy. Um, and I, I enjoyed them as, as action movies, but they're just, it's not really something I want. It would not be on my list of, uh, you know, movies to turn into attractions, even stunt show wise. And uh, I, although I guess Terminator 2 is rated R, I was going to say the first, jam- the, the first, uh, Bourne movie is, um, kind of graphic. Like right. that was the first in a series uh, of movies that were like, um, super fighting where like they do the the ramping and the speeding up so it looks like they're hitting people faster than people can hit people um which i imagine if they do like a flashing light effect in the theater they can probably pull off a similar uh like style where it looks like he's working really fast if you do a strobe or something like maybe the the lights get knocked out and so i can imagine them i can imagine it looking cool but at the same time it's also they're replacing an attraction that was already mature with an attraction that i guess is going to be mature again um, yeah, and thing, I don't, I don't know how you work a story into it. <laughs> well, the thing I thought was interesting is that I think they could have kept, you know, it's not like back to the future where, um, you know, the argument could be made, Oh, it was, you know, it was the time to get rid of it because it was an older movie, but it's like, no, they're still making Terminator movies. Like whether they're good or not, that's not necessarily, <laughs> they the, will reboot that thing until it works. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, didn't I mean there was one last year? So, I, like, whereas with the you older... know they actually updated the pre-show to match the Genesis movie. Did they really? Um, and I they know changed that. it within three months. Wow! And then they got rid of it after. They kept the new um, voiceover and some of the new special effects. Got rid of the old like Shaquille O'Neal clip, but they removed all like there was a part that was like, and we're unrolling our new Genesis hmm. app. They they I had that, that in there and they took it out uh, because the movie didn't do that well. So they tried to update it. So they tried. And it's also not a property that they own. Oh, um, that's true. So this so is if the, the movie had done really well, then maybe they would have just 
you know yeah, like I think they might have you know tried a little harder because they even changed the pre-show in time with the the new movie and if they if they were going to build a whole new trilogy out of that new movie they might have updated the whole show and that was just a test and the clearly the test failed <laughs> yeah that's sad because like I said I love the you know I love I I haven't seen the last two Terminators but I've seen the first four or five I think I think there's like the three and then there's yeah, there's too many, but um, <laughs> but I enjoyed them for what they are, and I love. I think I love more of the concept too of that world, yeah. and that's why I, I like the attraction, you know, because I well, thought it was fun. You know, was like immersed into that. In my mind, um, that's the only sequel. It was Terminator, Terminator Two, Judgment Day, and then ter- Terminator Two 3D Battle Across Time. Those are the only three movies that are <laughs> canon in my mind because it he, they literally wipe out Skynet at the end of the attraction. I was right. like, that's it. It's over. And I, I've even heard Cameron say, uh, like, this was the unofficial third movie because he didn't want to keep making them. So, like, that was him wrapping it up with a bow. And it's like, we're, we're done now. It's got all the characters. Like, you didn't replace any of the actors. But, uh, you but money. You didn't change any of the timelines. But yeah, money. Exactly. That's, and I understand, like, you know, that. But so there's probably not many details beyond that, what you've already said, I would imagine. I, I think by billing it as a stunt show, um, like the only other stunt shows that are currently around in Orlando is the uh, Eighth Voyage of Sinbad and the um, Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Uh, so this, I think this will just be, you know, the only other one. And if you're going to use the word stunt, I would imagine that it's going to be mostly live action and not depend on screens, um, which would be really nice and a refreshing change for the attractions at that park. Right. I, I just wish there was another franchise they could... I would honestly, even though the, I know the last Mummy did terribly and, and no one liked it really, um, <laughs> I would rather see like a. I mean, I don't know. I would rather see like a Mummy stunt show. You know, well, here, like let just me ask you this: themed. Do you yeah. like? Did you like the Waterworld show in Hollywood? I do. I like it. I like the. I like the atmosphere. The, um, you know, like I said, the not as, maybe not the story as much, but the kind of the world they create. And that is uh, one of the biggest flops of all time. Right. I know. It made no money. But the show's popular, which is why they kept it for so many years. Because I think I've never seen the movie all the way through. But I know, I think the world they created, people liked. But it was just not well written and not well executed. And so I think that's why the show did so good. It's because they took the best best parts of the the movie, you know, the stunt work and Mm -hmm. the, the kind of post-apocalyptic world that they create and i think that's why people enjoy it so much but i just i, think I the, wonder if they will be able to do that with the born movies because it's just a very i don't know well, the best yeah. the best parts of the born movies is the stunt work the action right. like he could grab a gun and dismantle it in one hand and punch you with the other hand the chase sequence with the um the mini cars that mm-hmm. was pretty good um and some of the spy tech uh, tracking him down. Like, if you did a show and you incorporated those elements, you know, maybe it could be as big as the Waterworld show. Now it's inside. It's not going to be as grand as the Waterworld show. But they are expanding the theater, I think, or at least the stage. So there'll be more room to do more live-action stuff because it's a pretty small stage as it was. Um, Right. And I suppose I'm a little biased because I, in general, don't... I love, like... uh, like I, I'm not a huge action movie fan unless it's like where it's a world, like it's a different kind of world, you know, that they create or the or the story has some real, like a fantasy element to it. 
Um, I've never been a huge fan of the action movies where it's like just action and like maybe an espionage plot. It's just really I'm not hoping my... it's like a sleeper hit where no one wants it and then you go watch it and you're like, meh, that was okay. <laughs> right. And that's, you know, I, I would, pr- I prefer like a more of a narrative, more of an atmosphere where you feel like you're part of a world versus just kind of, oh, this is a stunt show and it's going to well, be a bunch of action. Well, how do you feel and... about the Indiana Jones stunt show? I enjoy it. I, 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 may, I might, like I said, I may just be totally biased because I love Indiana Jones and it's like one of my favorite trilogies of all time. Um, <laughs> Trilogy. <laughs> yeah, because they made three. And yeah, they that's made, the only one. They made the three. Um, so I might just be biased. Like, I mean, I'm sure even if they made like a Back to the Future stunt show, I'd be like, oh, this is amazing. But, it's but just, you, um, you know. do you not mind that the, the narrative is they're filming an Indiana Jones movie and that they stop and call cut in between to reset the set? Is that okay? I guess for me it is because I just love seeing uh, like the boulder, that whole opening <laughs> sequence. And I love seeing the, the vehicles and the, I don't know, just they harken back to so many parts of Raiders of the Lost Ark. So maybe, I don't know, I guess I could see if I was a huge fan of the uh, Born Identity movies, then maybe I would be like super stoked. But I liked them. They're very well made. It's just it didn't, they don't really grab me to where, you know, I, it's something I could rewatch over and over again. Um, but that's how I've well, been about a lot of action movies, unless they have a very like unique world, not even fantasy wise, but just a very unique world or, or situation. But I mean, I'll hold my, I'll, you know, hold off on criticism mm-hmm. until, because for all I know, I'll see it and be like, wow, that's one of the best things well, I've ever seen. One of the, uh, one of the rumors has been that the armory uh, is being expanded. That was one of the first rumors I heard before I even uh, got confirmation on the show. And um, so the things that holds uh, the, the blanks for the guns and the pyrotechnic effects is being expanded. I hear that and I'm like, well, at least it's going to be a spectacle. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, I'm going to be excited for the loud noises and the uh, the special effects. So, you know, it's a theme park. Let's let's, you know, right. do it upright. Even if it is uh, a franchise I don't care about, as long as it's a spectacle, uh, I'm all for it. Right. And that's where I have to admit that I'm not the the demographic because I'm not a huge fan of um, shows in general too much, unless, again, it's like super well-themed or it's part of a franchise I love. So um, I understand I'm biased against it, but I always like to hold off on, you know, I won't say like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna hate it. It's more like I'm not excited about it, but I'm open because maybe, who knows, maybe they'll do something really cool where you do feel like you're part of that kind of spot, you know, that... Um, the world that they have created in the Bourne movies where you mm-hmm. feel like you're in on something. So for all I know, it'll be incredible. And you said next year is when they're aiming. Yeah, it's supposed to open. Um, they already said it was going to, it's a new uh, high energy universal franchise show opening uh, in 2019. That's all that we know. Right. And it's just, it's so funny walking by the Terminator uh, entrance. Cause it's just gone. You know, there's a little spot on the ground where you can see where the one of the like I think the sign used to be planted. Mm-hmm. It's just weird how something can be part of a park for so long, and then poof, you know, it's like just gone. What's funny <laughs> is I remember walking the Hollywood section of the park when it first opened for the first few years, and that facade didn't look like that. There was 
more in, in matching with the 1930s Hollywood facades. Mm. Um, and when they built the Terminator ride, they updated it to be like a, a futuristic or at least an art deco 1950s style of the future so that Cyberdyne would kind of make sense there. Um, so mm. it took a while for me to get used to the modern looking Cyberdyne facade. And now they're just going to keep it um, for the new attraction, I'm sure, and just oh, put a yeah. new sign up. Makes sense. Uh, so it, not much will be changing out there, but it, it still changed a lot from when the park first opened in, in my eyes. Right. Well, I guess we'll just stop. It's a it's a wait and see kind of thing where it's those <laughs> kind of situations where I actually like to be proven wrong or not wrong because I'm not saying it's going to suck. It's just I'm not excited for it, but I like to be proved wrong in that sense where it's like, oh, here's this. And then it's like, OK, I take everything back because, I mean, how many movies do you you'll see a trailer and you think, oh, that's going to suck. And then. Um, you end, you know, it comes out and it's like just amazing. And it just happened to have a yeah. bad trailer or, and you know, the good news is, uh, it's just a show on a stage and they're making the stage bigger so they can replace it with another show if it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. So then the other, um, rumor or, uh, I don't actually very know very little about it, but about the fantastic beasts rumor and, uh, universals, I think the plot of land. So what's all that about? Well, uh, to summarize, uh, long story short, a long time ago, Universal bought all this land south mm -hmm. of the current uh, resort, and the company that owned it at the, at the time was not very interested in running the parks, so they sold off all this land to Lockheed Martin and to other owners um, in the early 2000s after 9-11 uh, during the economic downturn. Mm -hmm. uh, they just wanted to recoup some of their money, so all this land... Now Universal's been landlocked and essentially has no more room now that they built Volcano Bay and all these hotels. They tore down Wet n' Wild to build more hotels, and that's it. They're out of land. Mm -hmm. Well, they just bought back almost all of the land that was sold. And we're talking a 1,000 acres down wow. by iDrive Universal Boulevard, just maybe two or three miles south of the current property. Um, and they're already developing on that land. Really? Wow, like that's... they've already uh, cleared a lot of it, cleared all the trees out. They've uh, they're starting to pave uh, backstage areas to put up some warehouses. They built and paved a road uh, just a couple months ago to bring in heavy machinery. So they got permission from the the city to build a theme park, and they are building a theme park. Wow, and and Universal's really fast. You know, that's <laughs> they like compared to uh, Disney, I guess. Um, where I mean, I I still can't believe how quick. Jaws was there and then replaced by Diagon Alley. Like it was so mm -hmm. fast and it's, you know, so detailed. It's like they're not like skimping on quality or anything. They're just really fast. You know, I don't yeah. know. They just have really good construction workers, I guess. Well, they have less red tape than Disney does. There's lots of levels of uh, <clears throat> that Disney goes through. Um, and in the, it's much smaller teams working at Universal, I think. So the, the concept levels go much quicker. Mm -hmm. um, and they get it done. They definitely get it done. Volcano Bay was impressive how quickly that went up. Right. So the so the rumor is that it's going to be based on Harry. The rumor. Yeah. Well, that's just one land. The rumor was um, I saw this trademark for the term Fantastic Worlds. Hmm. Um, just two words, uh, but it's trademarked by Universal City Studios uh, for use in theme park areas and attractions. And my first thought was, I bet you that's the name of the new park, Universal's Fantastic Worlds, because the park is rumored to have um, 
lots of big properties, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Islands of Adventure, like immersive worlds. Right. Um, like if the Magic Kingdom, instead of having like Frontierland, this one will have Super Nintendo World. Right. It'll have um, maybe uh, they've been trying to get the Lord of the Rings. I don't know if they have, but that oh, could that be Middle would, Earth. That would be my nerdy dream <laughs> come. I those are for anyone who doesn't know, um, uh, they are my favorite movies of all time not the hobbit ones unfortunately those are half as good i (laughs) i like the first hobbit it was good the second one that i thought was around the same quality it was good enjoyable i really did not care for the third one at all it was just i really wish they had stuck with just making two movies yes and not stretching everything out and adding all these love triangles and but anyways so lord uh it is that just a random rumor? Because I've heard that pop up, and I was like, holy uh, crap. But I wouldn't say it's a random rumor. It's more like um, Disney and Universal were both kind of trying to get that, but the Tolkien estate was not too apt. Uh, they right. weren't exactly pleased with some of the um, the visual ways that the movies made the, the books look. So mm-hmm. making lands, again, based on the way the movies look, isn't at the top of their priorities. But yeah, cause it, that it's was a, rumor a rumor that doesn't go away. Yeah, it was like... I remember when that first came up um, in 2000, in the early 2000s. The thing that I find interesting is that I think it's Amazon. I might be wrong, but they're creating a, yeah. a series around, I'm not sure exactly what time in the Middle Earth history. Maybe it's like Silmarillion or something. I would assume so. There's so many stories to pull from. So I, I could only see them making a land if it's kind of like Pandora, where they know they're going to have tv show a new movie or Mm -hmm. whatever um as much as i would love to see it i think it's a little unrealistic to think like oh if there's not some huge future for the lord of the rings franchise they're not going to build a theme park around right whereas the harry potter even though the books and the movies will be timeless they still are kind of expanding upon it they have stage shows they have uh, new sets of movies and speaking of that i think with Fantastic Worlds being a possible name for the park, one of the uh, front runners that I've been thinking um, that I've been hearing might be in the new one is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, we have the Wizarding World from the original series in the two existing parks, and they they probably want to expand the Wizarding World, but at the same time, they may have tapped out on all the best ideas from the original series, but they got this new film series to pull from. And well, they can it, do uh, a, a new type of uh, aesthetic and a new land. Whatever happened, because I know for a while I kept hearing that they were going to make the Ministry of Magic over near Fear Factory. Fear Factory. Fear Factory. Um, Fear Fa- <laughs> is that is that something that had any like validity? Oh yeah, to no, it, they or? they want to do it, and it was never. Uh, they didn't actually plan it yet, but the um, the when they walked out uh, Diagon Alley, the uh, Universal creative people, they, they just flat out said it like we'd love to make a Ministry of Magic uh, and maybe one day down the line, you know, we can expand London and mm-hmm. bring it to life. But in recent months, a lot of people have been reporting that that idea has instead been moved to the new park um. because the new Fantastic Beasts movie is actually going to feature uh, a Ministry of Magic. But this is a Ministry of Magic in the past. Right. So and the, the attraction that they were planning might instead be moved to the new park. So. Um, and that makes sense because then it would be if they're going to focus on the new Ministry of Magic. Right. Although I can't imagine it being that drastically different, you know, but um, it, it makes sense if they want to keep the worlds kind of separate, 
you know, yeah. like fantastic. And it's farther away, so right. it's it's a little more detached. Whereas the other one just has a train ride away from each other. They're they're closer together. This one's so far away. It would be weird if they continued the same universe, but this is a whole new universe with right. a, a younger uh, Dumbledore. <laughs> so would um. I think we touched on it at one point during the last time you were on. So is Nintendo World still planned for that area or is now they or now they're going, oh, we could put it in this new park? The consensus seems to be that Super Nintendo World Phase 1 will be going to the new park, which I'm calling the fourth gate. People are like, it's the third theme park, right? And it's like, yeah, it's the third dry theme park. But for some reason, Universal calls the Volcano Bay Water Park a water theme park. So, and they call right. it their third gate. So I'm calling this the fourth gate after Universal Studios Florida, Islands of Adventure, Volcano Bay, and then the fourth gate. So, has, so have the plans been scrapped to get rid of like the animal actors and the Barney and the Curious George? Um, at least put on hold hmm. and uh, until a, a suitable replacement comes along. And maybe instead of replacing the whole area, they keep the animal actors open and they just kind of replace the other stuff one by one. I'm not sure, but there's a project number 130 right now. Hmm. And they're building uh, some back of house stuff and a new chiller plant. And uh, so I'm looking out to see if there's any more permits being filed uh, for demolition because there was permits uh, right. last year to demolish all of kids zone except for et yeah. so that was definitely going to happen but then they finalized the deal to get permission to build a theme park on this new land and they're like you know what this might add an extra year on this but it's worth it to to have a big property for our new park so mario and uh, uh donkey kong and yoshi are moving to the new park and it makes sense because kind of like what you mentioned you know you have Universal Studios, the um, the main park, and it's very movie-based, you know, very movie, or I guess movie and TV show. You movie and say. TV, yeah. yeah. And then so I thought, even though I'd love to see it, I did think, like, I don't know if Nintendo, like, it sounds amazing, but I don't know if it fits thematically with right. even Whereas in Islands of Adventure. Just... It'd be kind of, unless it took place of Marvel, but if it's a new park, I could, you know, like you said, if it's a Fantastic Worlds or some kind of spinoff of that, it would make sense. Okay, you have, you step into the world of video games. You step into the world of Harry right. Potter. These are just different worlds. The, yeah. It, Jurassic World was also one of the ideas, but I think they're going to redo the Jurassic Park land instead of building a new Jurassic World land in the new park. And that might have been a last minute change. Um but it, they're already redoing the Jurassic Park ride at Hollywood. Right. I think that the Orlando version will be redone next year. That's just a guess when they build a new ride, um, new roller coaster. That, that I think makes we sense. talked about before. Yeah, they they probably want to test out how people respond over in Hollywood first. Um, and they're spread a little thin right here. They're they're working on so many things in Orlando that they're like, you know, let's just we'll do it next. <laughs> we'll get a proof of concept done in Hollywood, then we'll be able to learn from that next year. So can you, the new plot of land, can you drive by, is it, you said it's near a free, uh, like the four, like the four east or? It's, um, it's kind of near I drive. It's, uh, it's all, it, it, it stretches all the way from Universal Boulevard, um, near, uh, Sand Lake all the way down to like the back of the convention center. I mean, it is, a it's got scattered plots, um, but there's a huge connected section that they've already got, uh, water drainage permits to move around some of the uh, ponds and um, create like a big 200 acre plot that I think will be their initial uh, theme park. But they've got enough room to build like CityWalk 2.0 down there, hmm. more hotels, 
um, maybe a second water park. And then that really will be competing with Disney World because then they'll have three theme parks and two water parks and two uh, shopping destinations. And I mean, they're already up to five resorts now, six resorts with the with the new seven resorts with the new ones. So, you know, add a couple more to that and they're they're kind of going toe to toe with Disney. Okay, that, that's far away. Like, I wonder if they, well, I guess they'd have to do like a monorail system. Yeah, that's to... one of the rumors is a monorail um, or some kind of tram line uh, building like a full, uh, a fledged uh, bus road that's just for Universal to bus people back and forth. Does Disney like own, does Disney own like the monorail or could, you know, like the the design They can of put it? one in Springfield. I think they can put one in, <laughs> in Orlando. Uh, no, it's just a raised train. Uh, or tram. There's even a tram at the Orlando uh, airport that's uh, a monorail. Yeah, I, yeah, because that's, that's pretty far. But it makes sense. I mean, if they're... I know Universal Hollywood is really struggling with space. Um, I think and I And I think that that's why they're going to want to differentiate this as something else. Um, like, the, whatever the, their City Walk 2 is going to end up being will probably be more entertainment-focused and maybe have, like, a live theater... Um, for Broadway shows, you know, they'll try to do something that's different so that they're not um, cannibalizing their own uh, profits at the other resort. Right. And and this theme park is going to be more like their Magic Kingdom. I'm a lot of people think it'll be a hub and spoke design hmm. with like, uh, you know, in, instead of the lagoon design that the other parks have. Um, oh, and I didn't even mention yet. Uh, part of the proof that I got for Fantastic Worlds as the name of the park is they sent out a survey to uh, people, anyone who signed up to receive universal sur surveys might've got the survey and it says, um, let me get the question up here. Um, which of these names for a theme park is most likely to belong to universal? And the options included fantastic worlds, epic worlds, legendary worlds, legendary lands, and dream park. So people would answer on the survey uh, what they thought sounded the most universal of a name for a theme park. So I think my hunch was correct that the, this was trademarked for use for a theme park. Um, what's interesting about the names, too, Fantastic Worlds, the, the word world appears in Super Mario World and mm -hmm. the Wizarding World, even Jurassic World, which I'm sure at the time they were still considering. Right. Um, Epic worlds and legendary worlds kind of sounds like it could include things like Zelda or right. uh, Middle Earth. Um, and then Dream Park, all one word with a capital D and a capital P, sounds to me like DreamWorks. Mm. Um, so you get things like How to Train Your Dragon, Trolls, um, you know, the older ones like Shrek. So, and Man, I think. I never get uh, these cool surveys. Everyone else always <laughs> gets them, I never see them. Uh, so I think like DreamWorks could be like their fantasy land and they could have, you know, different dark rides based on different uh, franchises. Yeah, I mean, How to Train Your Dragon, they're making another one. It's a still, and that's a good series. Like they're yeah, very well made. Yeah, I think that's lasting ability too. Whereas the, the other park, um, Universal Studios Florida, I think they can keep the Illumination properties there since they own both, right, uh, yeah. both Makes studios sense. now. So like the DreamWorks, The Secret Life of Pets, um, things like that and sing things that are already in the parade. They already have rides for, they might build a secret life of pets where Shrek is. Um, and that would take Shrek out of that park. Oh, Kung Fu Panda. Um, that would be a great attraction. So, right. and did that already go in Hollywood or are they planning? Isn't that... Oh no, it's, it opened just recently. The, yeah. um, 
DreamWorks Theater featuring Kung Fu Panda, and they can change out the properties. It's a really cool theater because it's got like projection mapping on the walls. So while you're watching the show, there's like characters watching with you up in the in the the box seats, and it's but it's projection projection maps. So like the walls themselves are fake. Um, but there's there's room for improvement or changing out properties and doing different shows. I think that's a really cool switch. Definitely better than Shrek 4D. Yeah, that's kind of worn out. It's uh, <clears throat> stay a little bit. Although they recently <laughs> redid all the signs. And so I'm like, all right, I guess they're planning it to stay for a little while longer. They like repainted the side of the building because they were all starting to get pretty faded. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Um that's probably partly due to getting permission to build this theme park down south is that a lot of projects that they were going to do maybe the ministry of magic maybe replacing shrek 4d with the secret life of pets like they're building in hollywood <clears throat> i think they they might be putting that stuff off because they have this huge project ahead of them that right. they really need to shift focus to and maybe things like the jason bourne show is a little easier so they still have something new opening next year yeah i think i think the um they, they'll have to find a balance, you know, between not just totally abandoning, you know, like if they're building this whole new park um, and not like abandoning Universal, you know, like, yeah, adding the Bourne, uh, you know, stunt show, that's one thing. But, you know, like five, ten years down the line, it'd be interesting to see how they balance getting people to also go to um, mm-hmm. Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. I think because I've always thought since they implemented it, the Hogwarts Express is one of the most ingenious ideas I'd ever heard. Like, to yeah, get how people to get people to pay for a park to park pass. Like, usually making do one park one day, one park right. the other day. Now they're paying fifty dollars extra just to ride that train. And that's the thing because they took one of the most iconic elements of all of the movies, one of the most iconic, you know, visuals like in our recent. Um, movie memory and book memory you know you know what i mean like it's such an it's such an (laughs) iconic um location i guess would be the word and Mm -hmm. they made it some they made it like an attraction you know like a little attraction you get to board and transportation yeah you get to you get to ride the hogwarts express and feel like you're on it and then it's also a way to get to the park so like even if you weren't going to do universal but if you're a f- huge harry potter fan you're going to do it just to be able to ride it and so i thought that was such a genius <clears throat> way and it's different you know. both ways like that's right yep it, so you have to ride it twice in one day like that's so smart on so many levels and cuz rather than like a monorail where that just you know it's that's just a means to get to the park this is like an actual attraction that gets you to go to the other park and you, then you end up in another Harry Potter world. So I thought that was genius. So I'd be curious if they do, I don't know, it's probably too far away to do anything even on that kind of scale um, to connect the, the yeah. worlds. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of fun guesses, but at the end of the day, I bet you it's just a separate road for buses. Right. <laughs> Unless um, they do some, you know, they've always said they are, you know, working on underground like transportation of the future where you get in these tubes and stuff like that. And you'd be there in like yep. 20 seconds, you know, but yep. that's probably Hyperloop a little farther, it. farther down the, the road of technology. Well, yeah. Be... And it's not, go oh, no, good. It's not like they've forgotten about the, the other parks though. We have the Harry Potter coaster uh, replacing uh, dragon challenge coming right. next year. Also at Islands of adventure. I do think Jurassic park is getting a new ride. Uh, and maybe an entire facelift to be Jurassic World the year after that. Um, 
or at least uh, in time for the third movie. And I think um, back at Universal Studios Florida, I think they will slowly start to replace Kid Zone with fresher properties. You know, maybe Barney gets to be a Trolls show or something, right. sing along. Uh, that song is so catchy. They do anything with that that song, that Justin Timberlake song, and it'll oh, yeah. be successful. <laughs> um, maybe, you know, Fievel's Playland gets replaced with something a little more modern, um, literally anything. You know, actually, what like even though I was a huge fan of it for the first years, and I, yeah, I haven't seen it since like season four, but I was a huge SpongeBob SquarePants fan, and I would even love to see like a dark ride based on that, or even like a crusty crab would be amazing. You know, the well, to re- I was saying yesterday they already have a crusty burger. There's no, there's only one, there's only room enough for one crusty burger place. That's true, but like <laughs> that would be to me that would be awesome to be able to. I feel like, like they missed the boat you know, on that. To like create so a crusty a crusty crab, or or just like a little, like honestly, I mean, SpongeBob is still insanely popular. I have think. you been in uh, store pants? I have, and it's, it's so cute in there. I hadn't. Uh, I only recently. It was like last year. I went in, and I was, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was like, um, I was actually taken a like kind of taken aback. Like, wow, they really themed this really well. And so I thought it'd be, I actually would be fine, and I would actually look forward to if they if they do move Nintendo over to the new park. Uh, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's popular enough still that they could almost make like a mini kind of SpongeBob land area where Fifel and Barney are. You know, like have some of the restaurants, have some of the locations and I the think, characters. I think it would be successful. I don't see it happening though because it's yet again another property that they don't own and there's um nicktoon um theme parks already in other places in the world and hotels that are run and owned by different companies so they use it in entertainment they use it in the parades they uh, they use it for meet and greets but they don't use the nickelodeon properties for attractions anymore um ever since uh nicktoon blast closed um you know they had the nickelodeon studios they had jimmy neutron um but I'm glad that SpongeBob is still there. I think he's one of the best parts of the daily parade, uh, but I don't see necessarily uh, an area of the park uh, devoted to him because of the rights issue and them not wanting to have to. They're probably going to have to give up the Simpsons in like, um, I guess, uh, 10 years or nine years. Um, and these are things that they wouldn't have to deal with if they just own the property outright. Give it up or just renegotiate like a new contract? I think renegotiate, but I bet you they don't care and they give it up by then. No huh. offense to the Simpsons, but maybe we're reaching the end of the Simpsons life. Yeah, I'm, I'm every, every year I'm like, okay, is this going to be, I don't, I, I used to watch it, not as much anymore, but that, yeah, that's, I mean, I'd love to like walk through SpongeBob's house. But maybe that's a dream that'll never be fulfilled. You know, ten years ago, that would have been the best idea for sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess they, because maybe they could have just like, you know, instead of Fifel and Barney and all, they they really could have made that like a Bikini Bottom little mini no. land. You know? Well, in Hollywood, they have the the Minion area, and I think that's a more successful thing because it's a franchise that they have control over. That's right. I always forget that uh, they have that one over there because I've been right. through that one a couple times. And, you know, it's fun. It's got some uh, kitty rides. It's got some games. It's got some splash areas and play areas. You know, that's that's a successful thing. I don't think they would do that for Kids Zone here because it would be so far removed from the Minion ride. Right. Um, but it's something like that for a property they have control over, like Trolls or something uh, that they're proud of. <laughs> I imagine that they would do. 
I wonder when do you think, and it's pure speculation, but when do you think maybe we could expect to see some sort of announcement from Universal as to, you know, coming in 2025, the new, you know, Fantastic Worlds? Like, do you think that's reasonable to say, like, in the next year or two they could announce it? Or do you think it's kind of farther away from if like, I a were big them, announcement? If I were them, I would do it when Star Wars opens. Uh, um I mean, that's that would be the best. I mean, I would show models. I'd open up. Uh, there was a preview center for Islands of Adventure um, back in the day next to the, uh, well, King Kong at the time. Right. What, what, what is now the, the new lockers area for the mummy, which was previously the extended queue for the mummy and entrance, was originally a, um, a walkthrough preview of all the Islands of Adventure islands. Like you'd go in, there'd be a huge model. Then you'd go room from room. And it's like, this is Seuss Landing. This is uh, the Lost Continent. And each room would have like a little display and some some wall art, concept art. Like it was massive. And it really got you excited for what they're building next door. Um, like this is Jurassic Park. And um, there was even the the doors that shook really uh, loud for the uh, in Dragon Challenges oh, really? queue and the Dueling Dragons queue that originally was in this preview center in the Jurassic Park section. Like we got dinosaurs behind this gate. You know, I tried like, to boom, find. Boom. I tried to find because when I did the confrontation um, video, I ha I found a picture of the of like the the banner that was like oh you know, uh, Islands of Adventure uh, preview center. Mm -hmm. I n maybe I, I could try now because it's been a while, but I never could find like video or images of the preview center because I was like, that sounds awesome. I but, think they even know. gave you a passport on your entry and you would get it stamped in each of the islands. Like they went yeah. all out. I, um, I just, I never found any like at the time images or, f you know, video of that. Um, I, uh, it's all in my brain. It's all in my memory. <laughs> they need to do that for a new park. They need to get the excitement out and they need to get it out early. So I would hope when Star Wars is uh, announcing or when it's opening that they're like, oh, by the way, we're building an entirely new resort, you know, with Super Nintendo World and Lord of the Rings and no big deal like that. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably blow everyone's mind. Um, I've heard reports that the the new park could be ready as early as 2021. I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah, but... <laughs> a little, little bit. <laughs> but they, but their turnaround time for a lot of stuff has been about two or three years. Um, and it makes even sense of adventure. with Star so, Wars Land or Galaxy's Edge. They want to kind of, you know, because that's well, the tw twenty twenty one is the fiftieth fiftieth anniversary for Walt Disney World. Mm. Uh, if they were to actually, even if it was the last day of the year, if they could get this theme park open or even soft open or previews by twenty twenty one, like they could be literally competing with Disney uh, during what they expect to be the busiest time um, in 20 some odd years. Uh, I mean, Disney World is crazy building hotels to try to, because they know they're going to be at capacity oh, yeah. for, for that whole year. So if uh, Universal could get an entirely new theme park with Super Nintendo World open by then, uh, it, everyone's going to be in town anyway. What's, what's it to add another day, you know? Yeah, I bet being in those meetings must be pretty interesting. You know, each of them conspiring, like, oh, we got to be first on this and first. Like, I've been binge-watching um, Silicon Valley, so Silicon Valley, and, um, like, the whole show is about, you know, like, companies competing to be mm -hmm. first, to be, you know, the best, or just just get the product out first. And oh, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, I bet that's exactly how it is I in mean, these 19, meetings, you know. I mean, the late 80s uh, for Universal Studios Florida and... Uh, 
Disney MGM Studios. That's that's that exactly where they're like uh, originally they're like, hey, can we team up with you? And they're like, well, if you're not going to team up with us, we're going to open ours before you yep. and we're going to do the tram tour. So take that like the uh, 89 Disney MGM Studios opens and 90 Universal Studios right. opens and people are like, you copied Disney. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's not how this went down. Yeah, because uh, from what I'd read, um, you know, Universal was pitching uh the Universal Studios Florida to Paramount as potential uh, mm-hmm. sponsors or partners and Michael Eisner. Eisner. And then yep. he was like, all right, we're going to build it first. And, yeah, but we and, had this idea totally on our own, even though I was in the room with you when you gave me this idea years ago. Yeah, I I can't ima- like, imagine being him and having the kind of like the balls to be able to just play that ignorance. Like, come on, like no one believes you that this random coincidence, you know, that you were there and you heard this pitch and then somehow, you know, this idea came out of thin air or that you'd already had the idea. Well, I mean, Animal Kingdom was an answer to Bush Gardens. They're like, what can we do that would compete with this? What can we do that would compete with that? And I think that Universal is, for the first time, really trying to compete with the Magic Kingdom. Like their their other parks are a little more mature. They're, even their ad campaigns is like, when you're done with uh, princesses, come here. We got dinosaurs and wizards. Right. And it's like, this is the, the grown-up vacation. But now maybe with uh, some DreamWorks characters and some, uh, some more... Uh, family-friendly fair, maybe they could, you know, I mean, each of these lands could have a castle in it. We're talking right. about, uh, you know, Super Nintendo World has Peach's Castle. We could have uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Burke could have a castle. Middle Earth could have a castle. Zelda could have a castle. This could be a castle park that's like, oh, you got a castle at the Magic Kingdom? We have six castles Man, if <laughs> at they, Fantastic Worlds. If they built in kind of the same way of, um, like, Pandora or... Um, things along that line, like, like a Helm's Deep or even, um, like Hogwarts castle where you, you know, you you can't go through it, but you can see it really well. If Mm -hmm. they did like a Lord of the Rings land or world and a kind of ride where you get to be part of the battle of Helm's Deep or, um, you go to Minas Tirith and like that kind of thing where you can see the, the, the building and then you go through the, like the queue and you feel like you're there. That would be so cool. But yeah, they could, (laughs) It seems like they have a ton of potential with this yeah. land. We are in the in the midst of the theme park wars here in Orlando. This is uh, it, it's full steam ahead. I, I, Disney tried to get Harry Potter and uh, failed, so they snatched up uh, Avatar, and they're like, "Well, we'll just do this instead." Or they built a Cars Land in uh, at Disneyland. Yeah. Like this is ever since the Harry Potter thing, it's been heating up because I don't think they ever saw Universal as a, a true adversary. Right. I miss Cars. Have you ever... Wait, you said you've never been to Disneyland, correct? No, not yet. Yeah. One cars day. Land, like, I, I enjoy it. I, I do... A lot of people hate Cars for some reason. I actually really like the first one and only the first one. I love one. the third one. I think the third one's good. I'm, I've been meaning to get around to it, but I really enjoy the first one. And what they created with Cars Land, I thought was pretty incredible. Like, oh, yeah. you really do feel like... And that's what Disney does so well, and Universal is starting to catch up in making you feel like you are in that world. And that's why it always bothers me. And like, um, I've had people tell, uh, like my girlfriend, for instance, like, "Oh, theme parks are for kids." Like, no, it's about being immersed in a new, a different reality. It's the same thing as you know, video games or movies, movies or comic yeah. books or whatever 
whatever your fancy is, it's about being immersed in a new world. And there's nothing kid, you know, there are kid aspects of I mean, parts it's, for it's sure. also works of art. It's yeah. impressive art where you can experience it with all your senses at once, you know? Yeah, like I remember the first time I went on Forbidden Journey um, and I'd stayed away from everything for like two years because I just didn't want to have anything spoiled. And that was one of the most incredible experiences, I think, of my life in terms of theme parks. Um, probably a little behind when I first went on Indiana Jones, but going from, <laughs> you know, the castle outside to the queue to the attraction itself, that whole, I remember it so vividly just being like, this is on a level I've never fathomed, you know. Um, so the more they can do that with franchises, you, um, you know, you saw my recent video about the, uh, forbidden journey ride. Yep. It's, uh, cause I, that, that ride just blows me away that the technology involved and the, the attention to detail, it's, it's, amazing. it's like a whole land inside a ride. Yeah. It's, it's just, if the more they can do that with different franchises, the, you know, the better. And with, I think Mario Kart's going to blow a lot of people away. I think people are going to be, I mean, it needs to because it's one of the most uh, beloved video games of all time. Right. So I think that the Mario Kart ride uh, alone is worth the price of admission for this new theme park. Yeah, it's just crazy to think how much is, you know, for a long time Universal was known as more of the tram tour attractions. And then now, <laughs> the, you know, they're really the competition. And the thing, it's like, it's all good for us because, you know, that when mm -hmm. one makes something amazing, the other competes and we get to benefit because then we get both. Because I've always seen Universal and Disney not as like competitive. I mean, I know in terms of business they are, but like in terms of us, the guests, the visitors, you know, it's like... Um, you know, they, they complement each other because you get different experiences from different, you know, Universal's a different experience than Epcot. Islands of Adventure is a different experience than, you know, Magic Kingdom. And then with this new park, you know, it's like, you know, I, I some people are like, you know, on one side or the other, but I just love that we get to enjoy all of these different parks and franchises and seeing yeah. all these things be brought to life. And, and I think this new park will have something for everyone because um, maybe maybe people might be like, oh, I don't like Harry Potter, so I don't care about this or I don't care about, uh, you know, Marvel, so I don't care about that. But this park's going to have something, I think, for everyone, even if you're not a fan of these properties. I think that this is the first new theme park in America in a long time, and true. it's going to be yeah. state of the art. So it's I am so psyched. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if will in the next couple of years, do you think that it's possible that Disney will build another completely new park like I, you know like another Epcot know, or whatever or do you think they're kind of just going to focus on just yeah i think i know. think they're going to focus on what they got for a while there was rumors that they might but uh they've been more interested in upsells lately like how can we charge you for our existing infrastructure a little more money like uh we can you know add this special viewing area we're putting club 33 in all the parks we're gonna charge you for special backstage uh vehicles so you don't have to go through security we're gonna we have special dvc rooms we have this we have that the, instead of getting money by adding another park or keeping right. you on property that way they're they're just gonna upsell you everywhere else but they have so much more work to do oh, i yeah. think, Epcot I think alone. we need one or two more lands in uh, animal kingdom i think they need to um, add in uh, south america australia maybe a zootopia land um, they have a huge amount of space in between Africa and Asia that they can open up. 
um, before before they go adding another park, I think they should finish the existing ones. <laughs> yeah, and that makes sense. You mentioned um, uh, there's a Club 33 preview space or something. Did you? A Club Club 33, um, the the you know uh, I pay thousands of dollars a year. We get on a waiting list right. for no, a special I, restaurant. I've been in there. I or I've been in. I got Ooh. to do it once. Uh, when I was Mr. Fancy Pants over here. Yeah, one, one. I think it was it was like ten years ago. Um, it was like a, a business person of a business person, you know, a friend of a friend kind of thing of like my parents' business or whatever. Um, they're one of the people's dads worked for the bank who were, you know, that kind of thing where it's like this mm-hmm. long. And so for one time, we got to go in there and have dinner. And but did you say that there there's like a they're building more of them at Disney World. There's one over the American Adventure in Epcot. There is one uh, at Hollywood Studios. I think it's above the Brown Derby restaurant. Huh. And then they're they're just now building uh, one in Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom, um, above where the Citrus Swirl is, the next to the uh, the entrance of Adventureland. Hmm. Just like these exclude? Are they called Club Thirty Three? Oh it- yeah, no, they're Club Thirty Three. They have like the hidden doorbell outside and everything. And that I did not. I didn't, was not aware so of that. So if you're a member of Club 33, you can go to these in addition to the Disneyland original location. So where? So which are they? Which ones are done? Like that are actually there? I think the Epcot one is done. Um, I don't know much about the Hollywood Studios one, but I have. I would guess it's either close to done or it's done. Um, the only one you can see the construction for the one at Magic Kingdom, so it's clearly not ready yet. Is that what they've been building that in that area? I've been I've always wondered what they're when you like cross the bridge. Is that mm-hmm. what they're? Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. I've been yep, wondering yep. what they were. And it has a sign you know, like on the on the work wall that says like we're refurbishing this for your future enjoyment. It's like not my future enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> I'm not that rich. Yeah, it's like you either get there through like a you know thousands of dollars or you have to like in this case it wasn't um that it was just that my family happened to know someone and it was like a one-time thing but i mean i guess that i mean i guess it kind of takes away from the uniqueness of the one at disneyland but i understand yeah. from a business perspective them wanting to have that I mean, it's kind of surprising you know? it took them this long honestly but and they're going to have their own unique style that fits the the parks that they're in. So that's interesting in a way. Because hmm. like people will want to be completionists and visit them all. Cool. Well, I think we can wrap this up unless you have anything else um, on these topics you didn't get a chance to share. I, I think that's it for now. I'm working on uh, digging up some dirt for some new stuff, but think for now that's that's all i had to report on um and if anyone wants to learn more about the uh the fourth gate and uh what the name and some of the properties might be i have an article up on my website orlandoparkstop.com yeah and then where can and then you can tell people where they can follow you on twitter and uh youtube yeah my youtube channel is just alicia stella and uh i'll have a new rumor video coming out pretty soon and i just did one all about the forbidden journey ride and how it works um and i'm also taking requests for other attractions that people want to talk about because i'm uh i'm getting I'm, I'm excited about making more videos about how rides work because it's some of the nerdy stuff i love doing and it's not super well covered you know i mean i do a lot of history but i don't do and not many do about the actual how they work the you know the inner mechanisms and uh, how it's made possible yeah, and you can magic. catch me on Twitter at uh, Orlando Park Stop, and the website is orlandoparkstop.com. Cool. Well, thanks again for coming on and 
talking about all the rumors. It's always fun to speculate, you know, and see what will change between now and when, you know. Who knows what they're going to surprise us with. This is just the stuff we've heard about, but I have a feeling there's some, they're they're keeping a couple cards up their sleeve. Well, it makes sense with Star Tours or Star Wars Land and everything. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And thanks to Alicia Stella for coming on and having this discussion. Uh, I'm working on a collaboration video that will be coming out this weekend. So that's taken time away from a normal video, which would be coming out this weekend and will either be coming later uh, next week or I may just hold off and wait for the next weekend. But either way, look forward to a new video soon-ish and I'll see you all next time on Yesterworld.